You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, George Stoy of the Denver Gazette, and my good friend, Nick Ferguson. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing spectacular. Uh, I would be even better if I won that uh, billion dollars. Yeah, um, I think we would all be a little bit better if we won that that billion dollars. I know uh, me for sure. I, I don't know what I would spend it on. Do you know what you would spend it on? What would be your first purchase? Oh, wow. My first purchase um, would probably be uh, a home for my mom, even though my mom has a home and we have a, a decent home uh, where I grew up. But I would still, you know, buy her uh, another home, probably closer to me here in Denver. But I know she would refuse because she likes the warm weather. But that's kind of the first thing that I would uh I would purchase, but you don't think that you would be able to uh, contain yourself with all that money in the bank? Well, Nick, being the great person I am, I would donate all the money to charity. So <laughs> you know what? Where, where where are the other cameras? Okay, where are the other cameras? <laughs> yeah, right. You would donate all the money to charity. No, you won't. Now, listen, I would donate some money to uh, charity for I think several charities uh, in mind, and one of them really quickly is uh, the Innocent Project to try to help uh, some of those individuals who've been falsely accused. So. I would start right there, but what, but how would you tell all your your friends and family, hey, man, I just put some numbers on a piece of paper, and now I'm a billionaire? Think about all your relatives that st- would have now started coming out of the woodworks. Yeah, well, they wouldn't get any of the money. I said that before we got on the, the pod today, that they wouldn't get any of the money, and I stand by that. Uh, you know, they can make their own money. My brother... Shout out my brother. He's going to be a software engineer. He's already got like jobs lined up outside of college. He's going to make a lot of money. So he doesn't need, you know, any of my, my daddy and he's fine. He doesn't need any money. So, um, you know, it's all for me. I think I need the money the most. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep it all. Uh, but well, uh, go ahead, Nick. Well, there's a, there's a guy who was uh, making or trying to make the most out of his money or being, uh, I guess, criticized for his money. And that's Russell Wilson. So uh, big, big uh, game this weekend and a big tough game. So we'll see how they bring things together and see if they can uh, put back to back wins together. Yeah. I mean, that's what I wanted to dive into here to start too, Nick, is this is such a big uh, game. It feels like, because if, if you can go into Tennessee and, you know, steal a win against a really good Titans team on the road, you know, you look at the schedule, and I know that there's some teams down the line that it's going to be really difficult, right? You go to the Ravens, you've got the Chiefs still twice, the Chargers are coming here. Um, you know, those sorts of games are going to be really tough. But you look at the next three games, and you say, okay, if you can still win against the Titans, you get a two and six Raiders team at home, which I know they've struggled against the Raiders, but they should win that game. Then you turn around, you go on the road to Carolina against a team that's arguably one of the worst in the NFL. You're looking at a, a three-game stretch here where you could be sitting at six and five in a couple of weeks, and with you know the playoffs right there for the taking. Well, yeah, I mean when you break it down that way and you look ahead at the schedule, yeah, I mean that's what everyone in Broncos country is hoping. But 
at the same time, if you're Denver Broncos and you are Nathaniel Hackett, you're not trying to look that far. You're just trying to look at the five inches in front of your face, and that is the Tennessee Titans. And notice, though, they played Kansas City really tough on the road, uh, running the ball and being very physical on the defensive side uh, of the ball. So they're thinking, okay, well, here's a game that we played against a team that is uh, probably a Super Bowl contender, and we played well against them with Malik Willis, who had a very ex- few, a little experience, that is, uh, playing the quarterback uh, position and when they were not able to throw the ball. So you're hoping that you go down there and you can pull off a win. But here's the, here's the issue that they're going to face. So the Broncos are coming off of that uh, emotional win against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. It seemed like it was so far ago. But you're going down to Tennessee where they can run the ball. They have a deafening crowd. How will the Broncos will be? How will they be able to handle that as a team collective, especially if things start to go south? Yeah, definitely. And and it's going to be interesting to see because I feel like they handled, uh, you know, being on the road this last week. I, I guess it's a different type of atmosphere playing in London versus, you know, an actual uh, traditional NFL road game. But, you know, they 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 handled it well in London and, and they they performed well. And that's what I think gives you a little bit of optimism, right, is they're coming off a performance where they did finally put it together, at least in the in the final moments, right? They they went down and they scored when they needed to. The defense got the stop that they needed to at the end of the game. But Nick, I, I wanted to ask you, as we head into this this week, and you look at some of the matchups and, and and just also where the Broncos roster is, what are some of the biggest challenges facing this team and, and specifically with some of the personnel? I know there's been some injuries. Uh, you know, I mean the offensive line is just decimated at this point. Um, you know, but but what what are some of the biggest challenges personnel wise for this team moving forward? Not only for this week, but the rest of the season. Well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It is uh, the offensive line. We're having uh, so many guys filled in due to injury, and you worry about uh, the chemistry. Is is it there? And I know that sounds strange, George. Hey, these guys see each other every day. They practice with one another since the beginning of training camp. But I can tell you, it's a, it's a little different across that offensive line opposed to playing on defense because each guy has to think just like the guy next to him. And sometimes if one guy's thinking, hey, let me move my left arm, and the other guy's trying to move his right arm, then we see what we've seen thus far, those guys not being able to pick up those uh, little simple ET stunts off the edge and then Russell Wilson is being sacked. So they will remain the focal point of this offense, not just because of the, the inconsistency and the injuries, but this is how this type of offense wants to move. They want to run the ball, and they have a big challenge this week against the Tennessee Titans because they are one of the stingiest teams in the NFL when it comes to running the football. So it's going to be interesting to see how Nathaniel Hackett employs some of the recent acquired offensive weapons and uh, how he's going to deploy Chase Edmonds. So that could be the guy that changes a lot of things uh, for, for the Broncos, and I know he hasn't really been here a long period of time, but these are the things I'm going to be looking for, George. How about yourself? Yeah, well, you mentioned Chase Edmonds. I wanted to ask you a follow-up question, and then I'll dive into to what I think. But how do you view them using him? And what does he do differently than maybe uh, Latavius Murray or Melvin Gordon? Because I feel like those are going to be their three guys, at least this week. And I, I think Marlon Mack may also be in that mix. But what does maybe Chase, Chase Edmonds bring to that group that uh, maybe the other two don't have? Uh, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, I know that sounds crazy because we've seen Melvin catch the ball. We've seen Latavius Murray catch the ball as well. But 
Uh, you talk about a guy who is uh, built for this, and it is Chase, Chase Edmond. He's a smaller type guy. Still, he's a physical runner, but he just has catching ability. And when you have a running back like that, you can put him in situations to take advantage of, especially a downhill aggressive attacking defense like the Titans have. Flex him out, motion him out, create that matchup, create less men in the box. And this is a this would be a perfect game where you know the Broncos now said, well, we're going to put two running backs in the backfield. I can easily see Latavius Murray and Chase Edmonds in the backfield because when you motion Chase out, now that team is still the defense is still in their base package. Now you don't have a safety covering chase. Now you have a linebacker, so you get a favorable box, and you get a guy who can you know run routes like a wide receiver. Maybe not exactly like a wide receiver, but he can run routes. But this is where Chase Edmonds can be an excellent addition to this team. And you know, doesn't you mentioned Marlon Mack? Marlon Mack has those same capabilities. So if if it were me, and I'm the thing you hack it, and our offense has been struggling, you know, you're facing a Titans defense that's real stingy against the run, I'm going to have all four running backs up because I want to constantly throw multiple looks at that defense and make them have to really defend both vertically and horizontally. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a really interesting room, uh, maybe the most interesting room on the team, but because they could do so many different things with with all four guys, right? And and I feel like Chase Edmonds will probably kind of take on that Mike Boone role where – um, you know, it, it's third and long or what, or it's third down or whatever it is. And you bring him in so that, you know, if Russell, if the play breaks down, you can pass it out to him and he, maybe he can make a play, uh, you know, down the field. So I'm really intrigued by what they're going to do there. I think Melvin Gordon is still going to be the starter, but it seems like week to week, we don't really know what they're doing at running back. So um, that'll be interesting to see. But, you know, in, in terms of the challenges that I see with this team, Nick, moving forward in terms of the personnel, Offensive line is my number one concern. I mean, you look at all five positions have now lost the starter for the like either at some point in the season, right? So Garrett Bowles has gone down. Uh, Dalton Reisner, I believe, missed a game or at least has been banged up. Lloyd Cushenberry is now out four weeks. You know, Quinn Miners missed a, a few games. Uh, you know, right tackle's been just, you know, a rotation at this point. So, the, the, and you, Nick, you know how it works too. In the NFL and really in, in offensive line play across any any level, the best offensive lines are cohesive. They mesh together well. They play really well together. You know what everybody's doing on the line, uh, and it works as a unit. And when you have guys shuffling in and out like the Broncos do, it makes it really hard to be a great unit. That said, I do think Graham Glasgow, he wasn't great earlier this year at guard. I do think he might give them a boost at center. I think that that's where he's played his best football in his career is at center, at least in Detroit, that was the case. Um, you know, when he first started his career. So I do think that he could do some nice things there. I don't know if it's an upgrade. Uh, it could be. I don't know. But it wouldn't shock me either if Graham comes out and plays great and he just never gives up the job again. Um, so I that's where my concern is. I do want to flip it to the other side of the ball, though, Nick, too and talk a little bit about the defense. I know they've been playing great, but at least in terms of this week, playing a guy like Derrick Henry, I'm worried about those edge guys. And I know they have a lot of confidence in those guys. It sounds like Baron Browning might be back this week. Nick Benito's playing better. Jonathan Cooper, they pick up Jacob Martin. Uh, Randy Gregory's still a few weeks away. But that's where my biggest concern is on the defense, at least this week. I think that they're, they're going to be really good down the line. 
But this week, uh, they've shown to be vulnerable against the run game, and I think that's partly because of those edge guys. Well, that's the part of uh, the defense that I would say is weak at this particular uh, point in the season. Like, you remember at the beginning of preseason and everyone was saying, well, what are the weakest points of the Broncos team? And right away we were pointing to the linebacker core. But I think that has gone through a reverse due to injury and the fact that Bradley Chubb is not being that this, this linebacker group, they have been, their importance have uh, kind of elevated because being able to keep guys – you know, probably on in, in the right direction, telling them where to go, but also being able to fit up on the run. And Josie Jill, I, I've said it before, he was a guy that, you know, I heavily criticized because his lack of mobility and speed as a linebacker. But when you play a game like this, like they're going to play, and it's, it's a good old-fashioned street fight, you need an Alexander Singleton, a Jonas Griffin, and you need a guy like Josie Jill. So on the outside, yeah, there is a great, uh, I guess, number of concerns for me when I look at that group, because will they be able to set the edge? Will they be disciplined for four quarters? I, I don't know because I've seen them over the season. They want to peek in. They want to see what's in there because they look so inviting because the gap opens up. If you allow Derrick Henry to take advantage of one of those outside linebackers peeking in and they get reached on the outside, it's going to be a long day for PS2 and Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. And I don't think that's what uh, Azura Evero wants for his guys in the secondary. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, those guys on the edge. I think Jacob Martin will help him a bit. Obviously, a, a veteran guy that they were able to trade for. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to even see him start on Sunday just because of that veteran presence. Jonathan Cooper has been playing pretty good football. And Nick Benito, you know, like I said, he's he's getting better each week, but we're still seeing the same issues in the run game that we've seen with him, you know, throughout his early career here. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they rotate those guys with obviously Chubb gone. And who knows if Baron Browning's, you know, even limited in the game uh, if he plays. But do you think Justin Simmons is going to play? You mentioned Justin Simmons. He missed practice on Wednesday. Do you think he's going to play this week? Well, you know, in a game like this, that is uh, really important. He's going to try to do his best uh, to, to play in the game. But once again, as a coach, you have to think about the player first. Uh, his injury, do you want to put him put him in there? Is there a risk that he's going to make it worse? And Justin's missed a significant amount of time uh, due to injury already. So they're going to have to play it by ear. Let's see if he practices on Friday and kind of, uh, I guess, what's his pain tolerance. But this is a game I know he definitely wants to play because if he doesn't play, someone else is in there. The team doesn't win because Derrick Henry – went to all Derrick Henry on the defense, he's going to be a little upset with himself. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the secondary is in good shape either way. Um, you know, PJ Locke has played good football this year. I, I mean, they're a little thin there at safety right now because uh, Caden Stearns is out as well. But, um, you know, I, I think that – I think Justin gives it a go, like you said. And and the secondaries, they, they can have a big day. Um, you know, the, the, the Titans have shown that they can't really throw the ball. I don't think they have the playmakers, obviously – when you lose A.J. Brown and Julio Jones from last year's team, uh, they don't really have the playmakers on the outside. So I, I like this uh, Bronco secondary. Also, Kareem Jackson. How about him being named uh, a team captain uh, in replacement of, I guess, in, in replace of, of Bradley Chubb? Well, you know, that's great for him. But he, he I thought he was going to be a guy that was going to be named team captain uh, early on in the season. And Coach Hackett said, well, you know what, they try to do a great job of rotating uh, that C around, but I know it's important for Kareem to be recognized in that way. So now maybe it enthuses him 
uh, fires him up to go out and have a better game. But with him, I, I, I'm just a little hesitant because his style of play is very uh, reckless. I mean, I was a very reckless guy when, when I played too. But against Derrick Henry, you want to make sure that you have, you're more of a streamlined tackler. You don't want to run in and just throw your body in there like we've seen Kareem do before because, like you said, that safety group, they're really thin, and you're going to need all hands on deck this Sunday against Derrick Henry in that run game. Yep, yep. Definitely going to be interesting to see how they attack that. Um, it, I mean, so far, the defense has answered the bell pretty much every week. So, um, you know, I expect them to come out with a pretty good game plan on, on Sunday. But, Nick, let's take a quick break, uh, and then we've got to dive into some more Russell Wilson stuff, as we always do on here. 